0: This is a Demon FM podcast. You are listening to Have You Seen It with Tom, Ellis and Dan. Hello and welcome back to the Have You Seen It podcast. I'm Ellis Sullivan and today I'm asking the question, um, the laundromat, have you seen it? And what have you seen?
1: I... Have not seen the laundromat, but what I have seen this week is do the right thing.
2: And I I saw the Terminator for the first time ever, the original.
1: Yes, not T two. We are doing everything that you'd ever wanted to know about movies, including the box office. We're gonna gonna have a look at some features, including the new Terminator film, Dark Fate, and we're gonna have a little little watch of the latest Star Wars. Trailer for Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, which is going to be interesting. I, I assume we've all, we've all seen it. Of course, we've yeah. all seen it, haven't we? So we'll just we'll just we'll just go in with our thoughts. But before that, it's a, a time to have a rundown of the box office. Now it's going to be different because we've eliminated the bottom five. Now we're just doing the top five. Is that right? Yes, doing the top five yeah so
2: oh well before we get into that i feel like i should right. go through some of the awards
1: oh yes awards first. yes of course because uh a little look at the box office reveals that some of these award-winning films have been uh have been uh have been in cinemas in the in the u.s uh, at least uh a few uh they're getting wider releases later later in the year um but uh uh, we have The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers, of uh, The Witch, which I've never, I haven't seen. I need to watch it. Jojo Rabbit by Taika Waititi, who uh, whose film What We Did in the Sh- What We Do in the Shadows, I talked about last week, and uh, the new South Korean film Parasite. Uh, they're doing okay, aren't they? they they're in the as we were saying before the show started. They're in the hundreds of thousands, so, so they'll grow.
2: Basically. Uh, the expanding, uh, film Parasite, it added 30 theatres this week and it made 1.24 million, uh, going up 223.1%, uh, has a total of 1.82 million. That's a perfect average for the weekend of $37,600, uh, which last week it had a, it was record break for the, this year, 128,000 last week. So this is continuing. It's really, really good run. Yeah. Office, and it probably it'll probably expand to like quite a bit of money.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jojo Jojo Rabbit, I know, will release here on the third of January, twenty twenty, and I think the Lighthouse is February thirty uh, first of January. Thirty first of January. I thought it's. I thought it was February. It's. I think said what. It, that's what it said. I'm not sure about Parasite. Have you? I think it's February. February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I've heard. I've heard really good things. So those are the those are the Oscar contenders. Well,
2: uh, I will say about Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit made uh, just a, just about three hundred and fifty thousand uh, with a per theater average of like seventy thousand per theater, it released in five theaters, mm. uh, and that had the fifth biggest uh, per theater average of the year itself. And the Lighthouse um, did four hundred and twenty seven thousand, nearly four hundred twenty eight thousand for a per-theater average of 53,000 and is the eighth biggest per-theater average of the year. There will be a lot more um competition in the biggest per-theater of the year so far. One of them is uh, Avengers Endgame as well, which Jojo Rabbit is just below.
1: Mm. Yeah. So
2: it just shows you how big Avengers Endgame is also. <laughs> Yeah,
1: all conquering. Yeah. Right, Should we get into top five? Of the box office at number five, please.
2: Uh, number five this week is Gemini Man.
1: Yes, it only made eight million, 8.3 million dollars, $8.3 million dollars. It dropped 59.6 percent. Good lord.
2: Uh, currently it's at 36.3 million dollars uh, domestically and 119 <laughs> million dollars
1: worldwide. What is it? What is its budget again? 138 million dollars. So, way to go yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think i'm not this money back <laughs> <laughs> um but i don't I, it's just not worked it's just not no, nobody nobody i like the big thing is with gemini man nobody i think re- wanted the film it was optioned back in the late 90s it's made its way more than two decades later to the cinema ang lee is directing uh, high frame rate it, it just nobody's interested as we've said before
0: yeah the Main selling point seemed to be the whole thing with the frame rate, and uh, I think you some. They're probably somewhat surprised to find out that people just aren't biting, even when you've got, you know, super, such a top build cast as Double Will Smith in there. <laughs> it's uh, it's just not enough to keep people interested. And there's w- when the film gets released to DVD, and uh, obviously you still get a lot of uh, you make a lot of your return on streaming sites and stuff like that now. Um, it's a wonder if the frame rate's even going to matter on the general consumers' tele, tele anyway anyway. So. It's not at all. <laughs> it's not. No. So <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's always nice to see new breakthroughs in cinema with stuff like this, um, but when they're done well and mm-hmm. with something interesting, and because I, I mean, I really had no idea this film existed to, until two or three weeks ago.
1: People got a bite onto it, and they just haven't with this film, which is is an unsur- unsurprisingly. At number four.
2: Well, I was going to say that I'm actually going to see Gemini Man oh, uh, this upcoming weekend.
1: Let us know how that goes. <laughs> yes, but I,
2: I would compare this film to another film that opened in October, mm-hmm. way back in 2006. Mm-hmm. It had the exact same drop, and it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, which it uh, opened to around the same amount. Yeah. And it also had the exact same drop, mm. like during... Basically the same weekends, okay, budget difference we're looking at with that one though? I mean, the budget for that was probably like twenty million dollars
1: yeah, so. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, no no Gemini man, one hundred and thirty million dollars for that one, huh and number four
2: yes, and number four, we have the Adams family, uh which is at sixteen point three million for the weekend and forty six point one percent the currently domestically it's at fifty seven point one million dollars. It hasn't opened uh in the worldwide market really at the moment not
1: yet but we'll come on. we'll come on to that because it's uk release is this friday Yeah, we'll come on we'll come on to that uh uh later uh but the adams family is in second week yeah second yes. week yes. in the in the box office it's it's it, it's strong it's it's strong i mean people still like, like those old old tv show maybe there's some nostalgia uh linked to that so that's doing well at number three
2: at number three is our first new entry of the bunch. Uh with Zombieland 2 Double Tap, uh which made $26.8 million um in the US, 5.5 million internationally. Uh currently it's at uh 34.5 million worldwide. And its budget is 40 million dollars. So that's that's not too bad. It's that's... probably gonna do quite well in America. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah. In Amer- in America on opening weekend it yeah, twenty-six 26 million dollars isn't bad for like a, fi- a film like this compared to the last zombie land that zombie land the first one didn't even make that in its in its opening uh, weekend
2: the last one made 24.7 million dollars yeah when so it, it just did that would be 29 hmm. so it, it's it's quite on track to be fair it is
1: yeah has anyone you seen it yet not yet no cuz i cuz i haven't i was going to see it but then work i'm also planning on seeing this one this upcoming weekend hmm yeah i think i will as well Likewise. yeah
2: it, it looks very good to be fair and i i'm i think it's probably going to do like the same amount mm. that Zombieland one did mm-hmm. in the u.s so like 75 million dollars yeah
1: i've seen more reviews of it now out of out of america and it's it's kind it's it's kind of split it was very it was very positive but now i've seen more it's kind of 50 50 so that will be interesting at number two, unsurprisingly... It's Joker. Yes, of course.
2: $29.3 million. Uh, last, last week's number one. Uh, down 47.6%. Uh, current domestic total is $247.3 million. I was being a bit wishful there. Mm-hmm. And worldwide, it's at $741.3 million. That is insane. Man. This might go for a billion. It might do. I think it might
0: do. Yeah. yeah. I think it certainly could be pushing all the other uh, DC entries a bit lower down on the list.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, especially especially the likes of uh, Justice League. Um, probably not. Uh, what do you think of Aqu- Aquaman? Because that did a billion. It's, yeah. it's not going to pass Aquaman. Not going to pass Aquaman? I think, Aquaman did I think
2: like 1.1. Dark 1. Knight rises,
1: 1.
0: rises is still the yeah. highest earning, isn't it? Mm.
2: So. Oh, no. Actually,
1: no, Aquaman is.
0: Did Aquaman?
2: Yeah. No. Uh, Dark Knight Rises may look. One billion.
1: Uh, yeah, it was in. a rarer occurrence then, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then Aquaman made one point one billion. Can wakine and Phillips be stopped? I'm not sure. Probably by Aquaman. Probably, <laughs> yeah. probably by Aquaman. I get to Aquaman and just say, "Yeah, that's fine." Yeah, <laughs> <I'll do. laughs> but that is Joker, because um, uh, we've 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 talked about that, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. And at number one, please, sir
2: uh maleficent mistress of evil takes number one with 36.9 million dollars internationally it made 118.1 million dollars and currently worldwide it's 157.3 bear in mind it has opened in all of its markets yes and it does have a quite a big budget of 185 million dollars mm. so this opening is okay
1: it's okay i've i've read a story about how disney executives weren't too positive about the how this film opened because the last one did amazingly well
2: i think that one did 69 million dollars in its first weekend
1: yeah yeah that that just goes to show. and that went on to be very very successful for for disney um we we're talking about this uh in our class today what what do you what do you think is what what, what do you guys are, are people not why are people not wanting to go and see another maleficent film
0: we, we briefly up last week, I think about what we expected from it, and it is that I I think it's people are getting a bit tired. Mm. Um, I, don't, so. I, I don't think it's that to be fair. I, I mean, I mean, it's still it's not to say that the films won't continue to do well enough, which is very different to them doing mm. well. And when you've got the House of Mouse behind you,
2: if people, I feel like if people were tired of it. Aladdin wouldn't be past a billion, and also, The Lion King wouldn't be like well, one it's of the still, highest-grossing films um, of
0: all time. Got the draw of these are classic stories. We we grew up with uh, our parents have grown up with a lot of these stories, and you know, it, it, so it does have that draw of it, it's family-friendly. It's probably outside the cartoon realm. Seem to seems to be a bit of a drop-off from what there was in the sort of late nineties and early noughties for, or less of a demand for live-action kids films so i just wonder if it's there's a bit of give and take there do you know what i mean there's there's there is a that constant draw to it because you've got nostalgia attached to it but mm-hmm. whether it's enough to keep hitting the big numbers mm-hmm. is a,
1: i think it's i think it's i think it's live action fatigue to yeah. be honest they've done a lot of live action especially over the last year
0: yeah it's very sat- uh, heavily saturated isn't yeah
1: it? yeah They'd, they've had two big hitters this year with with aladdin and lion king a lion king did really well um, which was expected. Which was expected, but I'm just not sure if there's a, uh, if there's a, if there's going to be an uh, an audience for more live action remakes. But that is Maleficent. But I I, well, I have another opinion. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. I feel like with the first one, it was kind of novelty of like this isn't like an evil, evil uh, protagonist. Yeah,
0: it? it was just coming back off the. Wicked Mania, if you like, of the time as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, that been doing really well in the uh, the West End, but the other one, yeah, Broadway. Broadway that that was Broadway for a couple of years.
2: That was like doing really well because like it's evil, maleficent, like she's there. But I felt the novelty's kind of worn off after five years, and like people are like less excited for like
1: yeah. There's definitely there's yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a big wait time between the two films. Yeah. Uh which could have something to do with it. But there we have it. So that's Maleficent Mistress of Evil at number one this week. Uh I'm very surprised. I'm not very surprised. Very very good to see Zombieland in that in that top five as well. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I will plan on going. To see that's the box office. Um, gentlemen, what do we talk about next? Do we want to talk about features? What's coming up?
2: But I feel like we should do uh, our films that we picked first and then move on
1: to features. Our films. Okay. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. we
2: have a very good segue.
1: Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about you're going to talk about yours last because we're going to yeah. go into it. Uh, Ellis, what's your film for this
0: week? Well, uh, I mean, I suppose I'll just throw it in there because we did talk about Farmageddon last week. Mm. Just this morning, actually, I decided to give a revisit to the classic uh, Wallace and Gromit and the Were-Rabbit. Mm. Uh, that, that was interesting to see how that holds up and, uh, think about how well, you know, farmageddon might be be received and what's a very strangely, even though, uh, it's quite stuck in the past, I think, um, Wallace and Gromit, and not in a bad way, it's just, it's an older version of the British way of life that's becoming less and less, uh, obvious to the new generations that are coming out. Mm. Um yeah that was that i'll not go too much into that but the interesting one that i've seen is the laundromat which just opened uh on netflix yeah you tell us a little bit about that it's it's a bizarre one i've got to say it's got quite a star-studded cast uh gary oldman um meryl streep i've got them here so i may as well just look antonio banderas um uh, david schwimmer is in it as well actually he's starting to do quite a bit more of this uh, he's branching out a bit more. I think I was just saying yesterday I think he could have a bit be one of those actors that has a bit of a renaissance and people start to respect in a different yeah. way rather than just thinking of him as Ross from Friends. Yeah. So
1: that's an interesting cast though.
0: Yeah it is it is interesting. Yeah. And it's directed by Steven Soderbergh who's known for uh, Eric Brockovich um I think he did the oceans films yes he did and the, the big short uh which was quite a re- recent one that was what sort of drew me into it um it is a lot of it went over my head i found it's quite information heavy and if you don't really know the ins and outs of how insurance companies and those sort of scandals work i think it's quite uh difficult to just immediately mm. know what's going on yeah um so it essentially follows the story of this woman, uh, Meryl Streep, um, who, uh, well, there's, there's been a boat accident or whatever, sorry, I think her, her husband died in the boat accident, and she wants to claim the money off the insurance company, but then finds out that there's a big scandal and she can't get her money, and there's a couple more separate storylines that sort of interweave in it, but it doesn't really go anywhere. There's some interesting transition pieces, um, fully animated, and just to uh, Sort of spread the story out a bit, but overall, yeah, I would say it's probably a bit of a bit of a flop from the director and writers' track record. Really, mm. quite high. Yeah, uh, but it's it is experimental. I do always yeah. appreciate seeing something a bit more, a bit more arty.
1: Kind of reminds me of uh, he does he does he did some uh, smartphone uh, directed. He did uh, all of his uh, camera work for the film unsane on on uh, on mobile phone. So that was interesting. Just like to point out that Adam McKay directed Big Short, not Soderbergh. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Uh, just 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 get it out. So that that must have been the writer. Yeah, yeah, that's been the writer. Too easily confused. Yeah, right. So that is the laundromat. Uh, I have watched the legendary. It's thirty years old now, which is insane. Um, It's the legendary film. Do the right thing which is a Spike Lee joint, his third film. He did uh, She's Gotta Have It, um, School Days, and then in 1989, Do the Right Thing, which is an uh, incredibly uh, well-composed film. It's basically about um, it's about an African-American kid played by Spike Lee himself uh, uh, on the hottest day of the summer. He is a delivery boy for uh, Sal's... Italian American pizza, uh, pizzeria, uh, which is on a block filled with, uh, fil- like filled with all different kinds of people. So you have African Americans, Italian Americans, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of, of, of the, uh, Latino sort of culture there. So you've got a whole, like, breeding ground of all of these different, all of these different cultures. There's a Korean family who owns a little, little shop, and it's basically about the lives, of these of these characters as they sort of intersect on this one day in in this sort of small community it stars the legendary Ozzie Davis as this old man who they call Demare who is sort of this old drunk who sort of tells stories to kids and uh and sort of tells sort of talks to Mookie who is Spike Lee's character but it's probably like one of the most important films of like um, in African American cinema, I don't know if you two have ever, have yeah, ever seen it's, it.
0: Uh, I mean, it was really his big hitter, and uh, he'd sort of been steadily climbing with his first two films, hadn't he? Mm. And I really, sort of catapulted him into going. This is a, this is a man that's turning the camera in the opposite direction, yeah, to what the rest of cinema was doing at the mm. time. And it's it's probably one of the biggest staples of um, sort of black and um, general African American American cinema and exploitation,
1: yeah, because like it's got it's because it's got a lot of those sort of elements in it, throwing yeah, exactly. throwing back to black exploitation of the of the seventies, um, while also doing a new spin on on the very sort of very topical events back then. Racism, of course, was a big thing. It's a big thing in the film, and sort of the great greatest thing about it is how these people of these uh, of different cultures sort of. Mingle and sort of talk back and forth. It does get yeah. it does get incendiary. It does get heated. I mean, of course, because it's you know, uh, uh, juxtap- juxtapositions. Because it was yeah, it's a, the hottest day of the year. Um, but it's just such a great character piece. You get to know every single character, whether it's Mookie to three guys on the side of the street just basking in the sun, just talk, just 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 talking. Everybody is paid attention to. Yeah. Nobody's left out. Um, it's probably like the correct I think I think it's one of the best like ensemble pieces yeah of, um, of film because
0: I, I think it's still shocking now as well oh yes I mean, of course still uh, maybe not to uh, us and uh, anybody listening but uh, particularly to American audiences it's probably more relevant um, now Twenty.
1: 30 years 30 years since, since yeah. original release it start yeah it started he had his he had his idea in uh, uh, 87 um and he started filming he started filming in Brooklyn where the film is set uh in uh, 88 and sort of and then the film was released in 89 but it's had such an impact yeah its impact can be felt even today 30 years after its after its release people still remember do the right thing as this cultural landmark it's a cultural landmark for uh african american cinema and sort of it goes
0: for a lot of Spike Lee it's yes
1: films, yes but i think it's with film. this film i think it's with this film i think is 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 his best film is its most it is his most angry film yeah uh and sort of politically not politically but socially uh socially yeah, char- yeah socially um charged like charged films but do the right thing it's 30th anniversary um is uh what i watched today it was a brilliant film about about not only not only race relations of then and now but also it has a great message message of tolerance and uh, that's really still needed today more now, now than ever
0: i think uh, the scene where they they turned the camera to the italians and you know you have that little section of going through what people don't like about each different race that lives on the street, yeah, is I. I still think one of one of the best scenes of uh, of a social matter put into a big film like that for yeah. a long time. So yeah,
1: so that is do the right thing. You can get it on DVD, Blu-ray, if you want to go out and watch it. Then that's the best way. It's not being re-released anywhere, so that's the best way to go and see it. Daniel, what's yeah. your film?
2: My film. Uh, we go from uh, some art films to a uh, blockbuster that's thirty-five years old in a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Terminator.
0: I've not heard Which... of that one. That... Oh. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Um, so basically, the Terminator is about somebody who goes from back in time from twenty twenty-nine to nineteen eighty-four, and well, that would be for- the forty-fifth anniversary of the actual film the terminator mm. and that comes out well yeah um so they go back in time to kill uh, a a woman named Sarah Connor and that that's basically the plot of the terminator
0: mm. and many of the other terminators yes as well.
1: yeah
2: um so this one has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it this is
1: at the peak Breakout, i Yeah, at yeah. the that, like it wasn't his peak, but it was his, it, it was his breakout. Break. Yeah, it was, was his, it was, you know, like that was, and then everything after that came after is just like peak, peaks watch I nigga. So,
2: and uh, uh, it also had Linda Hamilton,
1: yeah, and
2: Sarah Connor, who is in the new one as well. Yeah, um, we have Michael Bean, mm-hmm. Paul Winford. Winfield, not Winford. I'm terrible at reading. Lance Herrickson and Rick Rosovic. Those are the main stars. It's directed by James Cameron. Yeah. Which obviously went on to direct a lot of much bigger films.
1: Mm. What what did you like about it? What do you think?
2: I... Okay. (laughs) I was bored. So like the first time I went to watch it, I fell asleep. Okay. Halfway through. Right. But I I watched the ending. a couple of days after. Um, but I, I see the first half I actually like, mm. uh, but I didn't really like much after that. Mm. I, I mean, the the acting was quite good for like the, the film. Obviously I wasn't expecting much from the acting uh, because it is a blockbuster film.
0: Well, yeah, I thought I'd just check this up because I thought it'd be an interesting thing to ask you actually. Um, he's very well known for his uh, visuals, uh, James Cameron and stuff. There's plenty of that in Terminator, and more so in Terminator Two. But I'll uh, I'll not do a little love love story about that today. No, um, spoilers. So I thought you might be interested to know, Dan. It was made on a budget of six point four million. What do you think about think about that?
2: Well, that will probably be quite a lot. These
0: assuming days. that's adjusted for inflation as well. So.
2: That's probably not adjusted for inflation. <laughs> that's, that's quite a little amount. But um, yeah, that's, that's quite good. To be fair, I was like. The 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 visuals for their time were okay.
0: Yeah, well, I knew it was fairly low, and I mean, yeah. obviously, um, assuming you haven't seen the sequel, um, original sequel, I
2: haven't saw Terminator two, no.
0: Um, but I mean that that was another another level in terms of visuals that sort of eventually led to things like Titanic and uh, Avatar. So it's uh, interesting now that um, that's about thirty years now, yeah. But, <laughs> Thirty-five. Yeah. Thirty-five, yeah. 35 30. years now. It's interesting to uh, see. You know, we we had Titanic, we had Avatar, endgames finally toppled them all. But they're still they're still churning out these Terminator films. Yeah, which will go on now. I think it's a good
1: idea to go on to features. And the big feature this week is Terminator Dark Fate.
2: Which is out now.
1: Which is out now. Linda Hamilton returns, so does Arnie, uh, for another misadventure in time and space um it gets so complicated i can't i can't sound a lot more whimsical uh, yeah i mean it's really we I, I don't keep track of the terminator films because it just got so muddled and confusing yeah.
2: this one is directed by the director of deadpool 2
1: yeah isn't it mm-hmm.
2: uh, david Leach, i think his name
1: david was. leech yeah, okay. um it's produced by david uh i was gonna say david cameron <laughs> james cameron um but I don't think like the produced by has much has much no. sway now. Uh you can plaster James which they have plastered James Cameron's name all across the massive marketing, which uh must have eaten away at the their their budget, I guess. I would imagine so. Because good lord, I've seen this film everywhere. Uh they don't want they don't want you to forget about Arnie and and, and Linda. Just kicking butt. Uh, it, it like it. It looks like the action looks solid. I must say, like looking at looking at the trailer. I mean, it looks better than Genesis, whatever that was. I didn't see it, but I didn't want to see it anyway. So it looks okay. How do you think it's? How do you think it's going to do?
0: Well, it's. I I think it. I don't think it's going to do too grand in um uh, in the in the theaters um. Which uh, well, I do think it'll make more than two grand, but um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to do too well in the cinemas. But it's this new breed of nostalgia, um, that I was talking about with my friend Lewis the other day, um, that it's it's dad cinema really. It's playing on those nostalgic things. That yeah, it probably won't do too well in theaters, apart from you know your your long term. Well, not that it won't do too well, but that it's not going to do astronomically well. Um, but it's the again it's their streaming services and the direct you know the later releases where it's gonna it'll just steadily steadily do make enough money trickling in over time, I think, yeah, they work as sort of easy uh the sort of like we said with Rambo the other day um they work as sort of easy watching for anybody that grew up in the eighties or is fond of the films from that time, yeah. I mean, all I can
1: sort of like take away from it at the moment is it has like, it has also like it has the principal, well, the two principal, uh, cast members uh, returning. I mean, Arnie is is a staple of like you can't have Terminator without Arnie, can you? Yeah, apart from that time they just completely CGI'd him. Yeah, 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 and had Christian Bale as 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 John Connor. Yeah, in that yeah. salvation film which didn't turn out so great but yeah terminate terminator for me i really like the first one and just haven't seen i just haven't had a reason to go and see these newer ones because i just couldn't can understand i can't understand the
0: very hard to follow yeah I, I the same problem with the x-men film
1: yeah it's it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of the same thing You
0: sometimes catch yourself in the middle of watching them where you, where you just like you realize you haven't been understanding it you're waiting for it to be explained and then you go oh no this what this was explained in some kind of minute detail the three films ago yeah but um terminate
1: that's terminator dark fate that is out now um so go and see it if if if, if you, you want, want if you want to uh nobody's nobody's making you go and see it secondly uh, out this week here, uh, we did have a have a talk about this last week because uh, it was in the box office, is The Addams Family is released this week over here in the UK. On Friday. On Friday, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: well, I was going to say I've not watched it yet, but yeah. obviously. Uh, I've, not, seen, not now,
1: I've seen a couple of trailers for this. Uh, I've seen what people think of it, and it's kind of like this, I don't know, it's kind of like this mid-range, it sounds like like this mid-range animation with like a few sort of with a few sort of like a star voice acting, it's not like uh, it kind of reminded me a lot of Hotel Transylvania when that was coming out. because um, that had Adam Sandler and
0: they're similar, that sort of
1: they are very similar. They they're style. All, they're all very similar. They, I think it's the same. I think it's, I think it might be Sony Animation Pictures that did so. They, they have the same style, but it looks like more kind of like hot, like cutesy kids' horror. Uh, and like a lot of slapstick, a lot of slapstick stuff, which, which Hotel Transylvania yep. did have. But Hotel Transylvania also had like the heart. I'm not sure if this film is going to have like the heart. Will you be going to see it, either of you? Uh, I might be seeing it. I don't know. I think
0: I'm. Uh, I love it actually. Um, not that I love the Adams family, but I love the idea of this bringing back these names that are sort of only vaguely recognisable to people our age. Mm. And, you know, just sort of really sort of going out of general knowledge yeah. and making it, completely reinventing it to a, a yeah. digestible format for the next generation. Mm. So, because I always used to find it strange um, when I was a kid and maybe you, or even it happens now sometimes, I might say to my grandparents, oh, I'm going to see, I don't know, say Star Wars or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember. You know, I remember the Star Wars. Whereas there's other things. My grandparents never going to watch the laundromat. Um, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. There's, I, there's plenty of. Uh, I can't, I can I can't, I can't watch John Wake, Yeah,
1: but. I kind of get what you mean. That sort of happened to me when I, I went to go and see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which is based off of an American kids' three books, a, a trilogy, um, which were very popular back in the 80s. Uh, if you were growing up in, if you were growing up in uh in america in the 80s that was probably your uh, one of your go-to reads was scary stories attendant i had that sort of when i was seeing the latest one i had sort of that same thing i'd never read them but from watching the film i knew that um i knew that uh, del toro had a, had a i could tell that he had like a fondness for those stories and kept to them pretty okay the film was okay yeah um not not in particularly scary or like but kind of kind of exciting.
0: Yeah, so it that's... feels less like cashing in on nostalgia again. Was, yeah, yeah, that word crops up a yeah. lot these days. Uh, it feels less like cashing in on nostalgia though, and feels more like bringing, keeping something or continuing to make it relevant um, because there's worthwhile things like that. you know, like things like Scooby Doo that have been going on for this long because you can just you know completely turn it on its head and the, there's great and recognizable characters there. Yeah. Then for you know maybe maybe another fifty or sixty years or so.
2: There is a lot of stars in like the Adams family as well as like Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, Chloe Grace Moran. Yeah,
0: as I, as I was saying,
1: Phil it's got a, it's got a, it's got a star cast, hasn't it? Yeah. A
2: lot of rising stars as well. Yeah, Nick as well, Kroll, Snoop Dogg's in it apparently.
1: Snoop Dogg, we love it, Snoop Dogg.
2: Betty Midler.
1: Oh, Bet Midler's in it.
2: Alison Janney. Oh, nice. So there's there's quite a lot.
1: Yeah, depends how like substantial they are though, and like, that just well, have little cameos yeah. in there.
2: Oh, well, that's just really the top billing of the cast.
1: Yeah, but that is the Adams family that is out on Friday. Um, you can catch it in the cinema. I probably I, I've got to see because Peanut Butter Falcon, the film we were talking about last last week, comes out this week at Phoenix in Leicester. So I'm going to go and see that. Um, i've I've looking forward to it uh, for a long time and uh yeah, so that is the that is the Adams family and Terminator Dark Fate um What's next? I think we got countdown. a oh yes countdown yes, there countdown is two more films there out. is two more because i i I only heard of this film just today. I watched the trailer and I thought, wow, well it looks really weird
2: <laughs> this is like a film that's basically based on an app that tells you when you're going to die right yes and so it, it, it's kind of like one of those blumhouse type films
0: where it's like it's supposed to be yeah, like trendy like happy death i think they did truth or dare as well didn't yeah they? Mm. that was an awful <laughs> film but uh, I, I didn't mind it actually so i was surprised uh how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, But it's a
1: fantastic. Is that film. is it Blumhouse? I thought it was. I don't know, this one's Blumhouse. This Sticks. is this is this is Sticks, I think. It's this is a Blumhouse Sticks. type model. It's a that yeah this film is yeah. trying to yeah. emulate. So it's basic. It's basically like you get an app on your phone tells you how long it is until you die, and this basically this this nurse sort of gets it, and she's kind of haunted by the app. I don't. I uh, that's what I'm getting. Right. It is. It it looks very weird and. And strange, and it might not be comes
0: across as one of those kids use their phones a lot these days, don't they? Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: It kind of reminds me, like, of a horror sort of. Remember when I was talking about that film, Jexy? Yeah. Um. Uh. It kind of like that social sort of like commentary thing. This is another like social commentary type of thing, but it's doing with horror. Uh, It kind of reminded me of like some things like friend request that facebook based horror film i don't know if any of you saw yeah, that i've seen that <laughs> um but you know it's just technology or scary unfriended. Yeah. or unfriended yeah unfriended was so
0: something a bit new though at least i think wasn't it
2: But okay apparently this film is written and directed by the same person who made boats the, the it looks like a car's
1: ripoff uh that's because it does it it's yeah, probably is a car's it, ripoff is it, it? A, yeah,
0: is it a pixar it's it's not. The, i say, the, I knew they did planes, so it, it would have boats like doesn't the Pixar it,
2: <laughs> little uh, logo on it if it was like in association <laughs> with it. Yeah, this film probably isn't gonna.
0: It's do gonna it be exactly one. like boats. So if you've seen boats, uh, you'll wanna you will want to want to head out and see this this new one. What did you say it was called? Countdown. Countdown. Yeah. Countdown. It's exactly I feel like, like this. The is probably boat. gonna have
2: like a big Halloween day, but that's like it. Like, people will see it on Halloween, maybe, and then not forget about it yeah. for the rest of their lives. <laughs> there's,
0: there's always some like easy popcorn movies, though, isn't there? This yeah. time of year. There's always so, going to be that I
1: mean, type of film, isn't there? Yeah. Last year, and the plenty of people films, do Halloween. enjoy them. Oh, yes, Halloween. Halloween did okay.
0: Halloween did really well.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, Halloween was like one of the highest grossing horror films of all time. Yeah. Well, well not just different inflation. did Halloween, have John so.
0: Carpenter returning, didn't
1: it? So. Yeah. It's so, not uh, is there was there another one that yes. we're doing as well? Black and blue. Black and blue,
0: which
2: is about a police officer, uh, who is a woman, but is also uh, black, obviously. Yeah. Um, so this is like kind of her struggles with being a police officer as a black woman.
1: Okay. Right. So All right.
2: It sounds interesting.
1: It's a. It's like a like a It's a drama.
2: Yes. Apparently, it's not very good. Okay. <laughs> I I've heard from a few reviews it's got 44 on metacritic
1: um okay um, it's not the best but no really. <laughs> um um does it have anybody in it or or Naomi do... Harris Naomi Harris Mike Coulter. Frank Grillo okay. uh.
2: so there is Tyrese Gibson
1: yeah Naomi Harris pegged for pegged Four Venom Venom 2 so that be that could be a could be a thing
2: yeah so this is like i think the it's the same person who made the intruder uh, meet the blacks if you've ever seen that that's kind of like
1: uh I've heard of it. That's I I don't think I want film, I, think. I don't think I want to see it. I I don't I saw the trailer and I I thought no no yes. this isn't it. <laughs> it
2: didn't look very good to be fair.
1: That's very streamlined
0: thought there.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, I just thought no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Those those are out those are out also on Friday, but the big one the big film this week is probably going to be Terminator
2: and it's a really good.
1: And it's already out, so if you've if you've seen it or planning to go and see it, yeah, enjoy it. I probably probably won't, but yeah, you or enjoy you, it you can or can see enjoy, it. You can enjoy it or see it both. I don't know if you if you see it. I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't plan to see it, then what else are you gonna see? There's not much else out to see. Oh,
2: there's the Addams family. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah the black family. and blue. Yeah, <laughs> just <watch> <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: boot up netflix and you know or you can throw on a classic like while you watch maleficent 2.
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah you can watch all of those great films now lads time has come for a trailer the big one out this week just this past monday that dropped that said it was going to be dropped on monday was star wars episode nine the rise of skywalker what do we think
2: uh well I thought that it was a very good trailer and I'm excited for the film even if some people still hate
1: Star Wars.
0: <laughs> it's my Achilles heel. I can't I just You can't you
1: can't not live without Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I really struggle cuz I mean even Solo I will till my last dying breath declare as being the most pointless entry to such a enormous saga ever.
2: To be fair, all films
0: are pointless, but, but well, <laughs> um but I still enjoyed it, like quite really enjoyed it. Um so and The Last Jedi got a lot of hate, but I actually really uh like to like the direction of Star Wars and like to see it taken in a new direction. Um this of course is the closing chapter to the Skywalker saga. Um it certainly took them uh, forty years, but we are we are there now. Yeah, so. I think it's it's
1: interesting. Is like about like their release. Sort of the first one came out in twenty fifteen. Then it was seventeen, and then it was yeah. nineteen. So there's like two year gap, like two kind of a two year gap. But that was very. I feel that's very sort of like it's very corporate, sort of corporate based their release, sort of their release pattern.
0: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, because so, they could have pumped them out year after year, mm, um, they could I have, mean, they've, they've which they kind of do, of Star yeah, Wars yeah, every year, kind of do. Um, but I think it was ma- mainly due to China, particularly with the second go trying to get a yeah, th- do it justice. But mm. also, they they were always released in three year patterns yeah. before, just because the technology wasn't there to on
1: the get on, pumped yeah, out every year. on the China thing. Star Wars doesn't have a be very big fan base in China that's why they don't do so well in China I think the last yeah. jedi took only like 120 million because there's just there's no Well
0: Force Awakens was the first one to open in yeah. China wasn't
1: They're it? still but it doesn't it's not going to stop them from trying Yeah. It's not going to stop them from trying even though they they don't China said we don't want it.
0: Well if it's out there. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, uh, they are they are trying though. Is yeah, so their, their biggest media company Tencent uh, are releasing uh, kind of like uh, novelization uh, novelizations of the films or uh, or original or original contents for the chinese market so yeah. that might that might do it but going to be it's going to be weird cuz china's not really big on star wars as it's never caught on yeah it is bizarre it's never caught on, on in the east as it has done in the west star wars uh, my family have seen the last two i went out with my family cuz a big christmas sort of hits that's the big christmas go to the cinema go to see star wars i quite like the first one didn't really like the second one so i'm gonna it's going to be interesting to see what we think of the third one um because i know, I know it's 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 weird it is it is weird I, I i would like to see how this how this trilogy is going to end uh, i think the characters are okay um they're fine they're all right um and um Yeah, I mean, everybody's. I mean, it's breaking like records already because you know pre-sales. Yeah, yeah, those
2: those records are kind of like null and void. I feel like (laughs) those records basically. Star Wars with pre-sales is a massive thing, and even Endgame, which obviously is the biggest film of all time, that had like. I'm pretty sure it was like, Star Wars had 45% more in the first era pre-sales than Endgame. That just shows how pre-sale heavy Star
0: Wars is. Like, it's really front-loaded, so. Well, it's a cool machine, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, The biggest, I think, cool machine seen as Star Trek seems to have uh, fallen by the wayside uh, mm. over the past few years. It did
1: have a solid trilogy, though. It did have a solid trilogy. The, from two thousand nine till
0: I can't contest
1: 2015, It hadn't had an all right, but you know, it, nothing can beat Star Wars. Like yeah. Star Wars is, is 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 Star Wars.
2: Yeah, I think the thing this has to do is show that the Star Wars brand is still strong because obviously it had its first flop with Solo a Star yeah, Wars story, yeah. so it needs to show that it can get back up to. Like not even, not even the Force Awakens. Just like maybe in the middle of the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, that'd be a very good goal for this film because it needs to show that it can get there still.
0: Well, you're forgetting an important detail, Dan, that separates this one from Solo. And I know it's, it was certainly a selling point to me when I was a kid. This one's got lightsabers, Dan. Right. <laughs> and plenty of them. I don't I don't think they're still doing the little McDonald's toys they did back in the day, but uh yeah it's I mean it's just so culturally massive now in the western world. Mm. Um that yeah really yeah I'm I'm yeah. going to pay, you know, 12 13 quid to for a film ticket regardless of what the rest of it's like. I just want to see a lightsaber jewel. Mm. That's that do me. <laughs>
1: Start. See, the original Star Wars came out at a time of the Hollywood blockbuster. It came out two years after Jaws, yeah. and almost, almost after a few years, became a cult success.
0: You know, like? And had to otherwise, yeah. George Lucas would now. Um, in- be sitting in a little tin hut in tatooine i think yeah you know, trying <laughs> before to find, scavenge food for himself
1: before <laughs> b- before before star wars lucas made another sci-fi film that didn't do so well i forget what the name is because there's loads of num- uh, letters and dashes and numbers and stuff like that in in its in its in its title it didn't really do so well and then he did star wars and then something changed um you know the 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 blockbuster was already born with with jaws as we as we should all know with because with film students <laughs> uh and you know star wars is just like since like when the second one came out when the second one came out in the 80s everybody knew what star wars was it's just
0: th- everybody there's still not a single um piece of tv or film that Captures the expansiveness. I think I'm just getting a bit over, overly into Star Wars here, but it captures the expansiveness of Star. It is so. It's not just culturally massive. The actual, you know, in the actual film, it's in got an enormous landscape. I think the closest thing to that is Game of Thrones, most recently. Probably, um, yeah. There's, there's not really something that goes sort of, um, infinity and beyond the way.
1: Star Wars does Star Star Wars Star Wars yeah. fandom is the biggest fandom. Um yeah. it's I think it's way bigger than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is is big. I think, but Star I think Wars Marvel's is
2: getting up there as well to be fair. D- Marvel, it,
1: yeah, Marvel is definitely Marvel yeah. is
2: like Marvel's like really big. Like oh I like how like I feel I feel like using like the too big to fail like 2008 thing like where the banks are too big to fail but then the do that that's, that would be the doom of me saying that. <laughs> I say that, yeah. and then Marvel just crashes and burns. Yeah, it's somewhat
0: different to the banks because yeah. Yeah. I think Disney probably own all the banks by this point. So. <laughs> True. Yeah,
1: Ke- Kevin Feige will turn around and say no. Nope. Kevin
0: Feige's
2: doing <laughs> Star Wars
0: now.
1: Kevin Feige, yeah. yeah, Kevin Fe- Kevin Feige is has been upgraded. Well, I, I forgot what the word. Let's just say upgraded for now uh, to uh, to another like, officer. I feel like this
2: so might he- be downgrading. To be downgrading. Fair. Well, well yeah. Star Wars.
0: No, because. Um, This is actually, in a lot of ways as well, it's a different film entirely because this is the first Star Wars film ahead of what I think is going to become the blockbuster, the real golden age of blockbuster television. You know, you've got The Mandalorian um, will be released fairly uh, early into the, I think it's January of the next year, isn't it? I
2: thought it was November
0: it could be it it might might be filling that hole and you've got all the marvel shows and all that sort of stuff so this is real this is the it's the last star wars film but it's step well the last of the skywalker films but it's stepping into what's going to be a very new generation of how films what film and tv is and how different they are from each other yeah because they're increasingly becoming more similar
1: yeah I mean the recent age of TV uh, the golden age of scripted TV came came in like it, it's be- it was between 2007 to and like kind of like two thousand eleven, two thousand and twelve. 2012 yeah um when i mean i'm talking about when sopranos came out sopranos yeah. came out changed the game breaking bad wasn't
0: far after and then
1: changed the, and then and then breaking bad came out in the, the year after changed the yeah. game again yeah
0: even over here, we were having things that were very different. You've uh, Life on Mars started in 2006, and, um, I mean, that was that was something very different and groundbreaking for the BBC to do. It was a bit more hard-hitting than a lot of the, yeah. lot of the stuff they'd done and a bit more experimental. Um, I mean, Doctor Who was at its David Tennant peak, sort of, 2006 to 2007, uh, I, where you just couldn't escape it. I think I'd also call it not... I wouldn't
2: call this if it, like, because like you ran into the Mandalorian and like stuff like that, M- Marvel as well. I don't think I'd call it the golden age of blockbuster TV. Well, it's so, more it's blockbuster
0: streaming. It's the um, like Netflix. it's going to be the, for, it's going to be the first generation of cinematic television, which yeah. is going to completely change people's perspective on um like I said before like film and t- the way film and tv works do you think it's a bad thing do you think it's going to do you think people's expectations are going to be too high do you think people are going to be expecting people to be churning out more and more the mandalorians and you know stranger things I f- game of thrones do you think that's what people need from tv now because uh, streaming's so accessible
1: uh, i think i think it might be but i'm not i'm not uh, turning my back on uh on on fresh creators with new stories yeah. and new cat and new characters within those stories to tell within within this new streaming sort of within this sort of new streaming uh medium that we have now there is still an opportunity for it's like cinema there's still open opportunity for a breakout a breakout director yeah, a breakout writer to write a, sh- a show or a, or a film that is that would just grab people's attention, get the word out because it's streaming. We're online, and it will get the word, generate word of word of mouth. Yeah, um, but I would also, I would also agree that people would start to expect more
0: because you know yeah. the man, Mandal- especially Disney. Well, it's Disney- always going to be different over here, anyway, to America. Like I say, I mean, the the pull generally of the British film and TV industry is uh, oh, it looks like somebody made it in their garage. So, that, <laughs> you know, that tends to be how we, we do so well. So that's a different thing. But even, you know, the BBC are making the new War of the Worlds. I don't know if you've seen. Yes, uh, I've heard of, of that. I've heard of that, that yeah. Is, they've, they've put a lot of money into that. that mm. For the BBC to be doing something as um, cinematic as that, it's nice to see that the uh, taxpayers' money is going on something useful. And yet
1: another adaptation of another literary classic, H.G. Yeah, Wells. Yeah. Uh, we, okay. I think we brought that up, actually. We can't just stop making adaptations, can we? No. That I mean, they're the they're the lifeblood of of TV, British TV, and and cinema, yeah. and also a lot of what goes on in America. Just look at the Goldfinch, which did terribly. Yeah. The less said about that, the better. I didn't see it, but I didn't want to see it. So that's that's that.
2: Yeah. I I I don't think they're going to fool us with uh, the War of the Worlds this time. When they did run that on radio, uh, do you remember? Do you remember hearing about that?
0: I don't know.
2: Apparently, they were like were they were talking about the War of the Worlds on the radio and like really early radio times. Mm. And then that's where people that's, believed that it was happening. That's where oh, that's where that's I where, where that's where it, yeah, that's
1: yeah. that's where it came from. They they broadcast it the story uh, like it was actually actually happening which freaked yeah. people out
0: well this was way back this was 1930
1: 1920s, 1920s 30s yeah. but you know that's the that was the power of radio back then yeah. and then it was the power of tv
0: Well, yeah i mean it was also just in the midst of uh you know some two different angry german blokes trying to kill everybody on, on this small little island yeah but, uh, going back uh so I suppose at that time, and I mean even going into the 50s, obviously with all the Cold War hysteria and stuff like that, so mm. it's not too surprising.
1: So. Yeah. Right. I think we should, we should, we should round re- re- this conversation, reel this conversation in a bit. Yeah. So in fact, we're back to Star Wars. I we'll go and I'd say we we make it tradition to go and see the new Star Wars film when it comes out in the cinema near Christmas because it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah, for for us, we're not really big Star Wars fan. I think the biggest Star Wars fan out of all of us is probably my my dad, who didn't really like the the last one, but he'll still go and see the see the see the next one with his family, and that's the that's the big that's the big cinema trip.
0: Yeah, of it always of, has been of the
1: well, winter. Yeah,
0: it's always been. I mean, uh, episode three is one of my earliest childhood memories seeing that, and mm. um, it for even looking back at it now, and you know, with a critical eye, it's a very different film. But it's got a, a special place in my heart because it uh, it blew me away when I was a kid. I thought Anakin was the coolest guy I'd ever seen. Yeah. So I mean, um, he can be defeated by coarse sand, though. Yeah. He can, yeah. Yeah. But he can be defeated by sand.
1: Yeah. And he was. Yeah. He was the chosen. Chosen, but he was burned to a crisp at the same time. But. Spoilers. Yeah, no we we already know
2: I mean, it's fourteen years old. To be it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is that that is that is crazy. Um, but you know, uh, Star, Star Wars is Star Wars. That's what we're. That's what we're. Star Wars. You can't get away from it. It's everywhere. Everybody knows about it. It's just this massive cultural behemoth of a of a of a franchise that will probably well probably won't go away.
2: I will say I saw that um on Reddit I just saw that apparently that I've mentioned star earlier Star Wars sold forty five percent more than Endgame it sold apparently two point five times more than the Last Jedi obviously the last Star Wars hmm. film which <laughs> is expected
0: this one yeah I think would
1: do be better and yeah. it and it is expected because it means that everybody who said that uh said that did they didn't like. Last Jedi, I would say, Still so going to go see the next one? Of course they yeah, are. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that will be their answer every single time. So, even if they didn't like it, even if they didn't like the previous one, they're still going to go and see the next one. Oh, because
0: um, it's, it's been a cultural tradition for 40 years now, so why stop there? Yeah. Uh, exactly. I think we're going gonna... to round that up there, aren't we? So yes. I think to go full circle here, uh, we've basically established that Star Wars, regardless, it is Star Wars. So if anybody asks, have you seen it? You can't avoid it. So of course you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I've been Ellis. I've been Tom.
2: And I've been Dan.
1: Thank you for listening to Have You Seen It? The Have You Seen It podcast, which uh, I thought we got some very good things down. Box office done. Features done. And that means we have to leave you now.